You are listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and other conversations as we strive to go serve and love in our communities. If you want to know more about us, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org. If you've enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe and check us out on YouTube. Well, we have learned over the past weeks that the Ten Commandments are not just a system of law that was given to the nation of Israel, but the principles behind the Ten Commandments were in effect long before the law was ever recorded. And so we realize we're not studying just an old-fashioned, archaic, out-of-date system of rules and regulations, but we are studying timeless standards uh, whereby our families and our nation can be blessed. And today we come to the commandment that's found in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12, where it says, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. You see, it has always been right to honor your father and your mother. It is a command given to all children. Now, just out of curiosity, how many children do we have here today? Would you raise your hand? Uh, now, now, listen, unless you come from Mars, or you have come into this world in a unique way, every hand should be up because we are all children. We are children of our parents. And so we are all children, and God says to us that we should honor our mom and dad. And I'm glad I have this opportunity today to talk to you about this command, honor your father and your mother. It is the fifth command of the Ten Commandments, and it is the first one that has to do with our relationship with other people. The first four commands were vertical. In other words, they had uh, to do with our relationship with God. These last six commandments are horizontal. In other words, they have to do with our relationship uh, to those uh, round about us. And, And this command, honor your father and mother, is so unique. It's completely different than every other one of the commands. For all the other nine commandments, have to do uh, with, uh, doesn't matter what your age is, uh, you are to not kill. Doesn't matter whether you're young, whether you're middle-aged, whether you're old, uh, and when it says don't lie, uh, that's true, whether you're a child, whether you're a teenager, whether you're a senior adult, but this command that you should honor your mom and your dad uh, varies. It has to do with whatever stage in life we are in. And and so today, what I want to do is I want to speak to five individual age groups. And they are all represented here today. And I want to show to you this morning where you fit in in this command to honor your mom and dad. Uh, And so that's what I want to do today. And I've asked Jenna if she would to leave uh, the young people, the children, in here for just a little while this morning so I can talk to them first. Okay? I'm leaving. I'm going down here. Okay? All right, kids. Hey, 
I want to tell you what that means when the Bible says, honor your mom and your dad. It means that you ought to obey your mom and dad when they speak to you just as if God himself were speaking to you. Isn't that something? Wow. Did you ever realize that your mom and dad is in the place of God to you? Remember that story? Maybe you've heard it in a Bible story about how God sent Moses to talk to Pharaoh and Moses said, let my people go. Do you remember that God said to Moses, Moses, when you go into Pharaoh, I'm going to make you just like me. I'm going to make you a God to Pharaoh. Well, I want you to know that that's where mom and dad are in relationship to you. They are in the place of God. And so you should obey them uh, when they speak, just as if you were listening to God. That's your responsibility. That's how you honor your mom and dad. And I want to tell you, God made you a promise. He said, in fact, he made you two promises. And you know when God makes you a promise, he's going to keep it. He said, if you honor your mom and dad, it will go well with you in this life. You know what that means? As you grow up, that means that God's going to bless you. If you listen to him, you honor your mom and dad, honoring, in, uh, honoring them means that you obey them. If you do that, then God said, I'm going to bless you in this life. But there's a second promise. It is this, and that you may dwell long in the land. That means that you probably will be able to grow as old as Pastor Gary. How about that? That's pretty good. How old do you think I am? Anybody? How old do you think I am? Oh, I love you. 68. That's great. Yeah. I'm 75. Do you realize that I am three quarters of a century old? You may even grow to be as old as me. See, I listen to my mom and dad. That's probably why I'm, why I'm as old as I am. And the Bible says if you listen to your mom and dad, God says it will be well with you. He's going to bless you in life. And you're going to live uh, to be an uh, 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 old person just like me. How about that? I want you to remember that's where God wants you to be today, obeying your parents. And that's what this commandment means to you. Okay? You can take them. All right. Good deal. All right. Now, I want to speak for just a moment to the moms and dads of kids this age. Because I want to say to you, how do you help your young people to honor you? What do you think? What do you do? Did that surprise you? That you are in the place of God? I told the kids, you listen to mom and dad, whatever they tell you. But if you tell them something wrong, that's on you. That's not on the kids. That's on you. You are in the place of God in relationship to your kids. So how do you help them to honor you? You know what you do? You teach them to obey. You teach them 
to obey. I want to tell you something, that doesn't come naturally. You want to know what naturally is in relationship to kids? You come with me tomorrow morning over to Walmart. And over at Walmart, we're going to see a young mother. And this young mother has three kids, three small kids, just like we've seen over here. One of them, mom doesn't even know where the kid is. He's out wandering around the store someplace. Another one of the kids, he's pulling clothing down off of the shelves. And the third kid is sitting in the shopping cart screaming at the top of her lungs because mom isn't going to buy her what she thinks she needs. That's natural. That's what you find in kids today whose parents don't teach them to obey. You want to know what the greatest compliment a young mom and young dad can get from another person? Can happen at church can happen in your family, it can happen out in public, and it is for someone to come and say to you, my, you have very polite, well-behaved children. I want to tell you, that doesn't come naturally. That takes work. How do you do it? Here's how you do it. You teach them to obey. What do you do? Number one, you tell them what you want them to do. Number two, you teach them to do that when you tell them to do it. Not some later time, not when they get around to it, but here's what I want you to do, and now is when I want you to do it. And then number three, you teach them to obey by having them do what you want them to do with the right attitude. You know, I watch a lot of Judge Judy. And on Judge Judy... Sometimes the litigants, they want to argue with Judge Judy. And you know what Judge Judy tells them? She says, listen, this is not a two-way conversation. She said, this is my show, this is my courtroom, and I will speak. And what they do, <clears throat> if you won't stop talking, they cut your microphone off. So what you need to do with your kids is don't argue with them, cut their microphone off. And don't ever argue. In other words, teach them to obey by telling them what to do, to do it when you tell them to do it, and to do it with the right attitude. You know what that might develop? That might develop some yes sirs and no sir. And yes ma'am and no ma'am. Do kids talk like that today? Oh yes. Oh yes they do. You say... I don't think that's necessary. I'm going to tell you that will get your young person way ahead in life and it will cause your young person one day to come back and say to you, thank you mom and dad for teaching me to obey. It has made all the difference in the world. You see, here we are talking about this fifth commandment. This commandment that tells us that our family ought to be blessed of God. You notice that God didn't say in a commandment, here's how politicians ought to govern. He didn't say, here's how teachers ought to teach. He didn't even say, here's how pastors ought to preach. He began the series of commandments having to do with our relationship with one another, with the family. 
and how sons and daughters respond to the care, the instruction, and the love of their mom and dad. And I want to tell you, when those things aren't done, families begin to crumble, and the nation begins to find itself in chaos. And my proof of that is all you got to do is look at our society today. Do you realize there are multitudes of young people today who do not know who their dad is? There are multitudes of young people who would rather spend time with friends, uh, with outsiders, even with gangs, instead of going home and spending time with their families. I was so distressed the other day, I heard a politician from Minnesota say that when a police precinct was burned down by young people, he called it an act of pure righteousness. I want to tell you, that's sad when that is the condition of our young people today. The Bible says, honor your mom and dad. It begins with the small children. Listen to your mom and dad as if it were God speaking to you at that very moment. Now, we're going to deal with teenagers. <laughs> Our culture today is completely different than when teenagers' parents were young. It is totally different than when I was young. And I know teenagers look at me today and they say, there's that old man standing up there trying to tell us what we ought to do. Yeah, and so I even had, this morning, I told my wife, I said, I'm going to wear my black suit, and I'm going to wear a white shirt, and then I got to thinking about it, and I thought, in the eyes of teenagers, they're going to look and think there's a funeral director talking to them today, and they're going to say, why in the world should we listen to that old man? And so I tried to wear a sport coat and a shirt and everything that I didn't look so old. And I know the kids look at me and say, didn't work. <laughs> at least give me credit for trying, okay? What about teens today? I've got a great statement for you here. You're not going to like it, but here it is. Here's the statement. If you use your parents' tools, you must play by your parents' rules. Yeah. In other words, if you live in their house, if you eat their food, if you spend their money, then you need to listen to your mom and dad in what they tell you to do unless they ask you to do something illegal or immoral. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. The Bible says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So you need to listen to your mom and dad. You say, why do you tell me that? Why is that so important? Because I really believe in what I have seen over the years, that if you don't listen to mom and dad then you probably don't listen to your teacher at school. And if you don't listen to your teacher at school, when you go to college, if you do, you're probably not going to listen to your professor. And you may flunk out of college. And if you don't listen to your professor, then you're probably not going to listen to your boss when you get a job 
You know, who's he to tell me what to do? And if you don't listen to your boss, you're probably not going to get along with your husband and wife later on. And pretty soon, if you don't listen to anybody, you aren't going to listen to God. And so it becomes very, very important for us to learn early in life that if you, if you use your parents' tools, <laughs> you've got to live by your parents' rules. Now, that's all I'm going to say to the teens, because I've got something very important to say to mom and dad. If you've got teenagers in your home, how do you help them to honor you? Let me give you a couple of things to say right here. Number one, don't make it so difficult to live in your family by your rules and your regulations and your discipline that your young people do not want to come home even after school. They'd rather go somewhere else. You know, that happens sometimes. Too strict of rules and regulations. Uh, don't place unreasonable expectations upon your kids. Now, when I was growing up, I had the problem with, with my parents. Uh, they were good parents. They did great things for me. But what I found was this. I found that I felt like I was never good enough. You know, seemed like everything I did uh, didn't meet with great approval. I'd do things, and then they'd have to be done over again. And I, I thought to myself, I've, I'm never good enough. A and so what I became was a perfectionist. I wanted everything done just the right way. Even until today, I am still a perfectionist. I would rather do things myself than ask anybody else to help me do them. Because, you know, I want it done right. And not only did I become a perfectionist, but also I developed what's called an inferiority complex. You know what that is? I can't do it right. So if you are someone who feels you can never do anything right, and you're a perfectionist and you want it done perfectly, you've got a problem with that person. And believe me, I've had a problem with this person, see? And so parents, don't place unreasonable expectations upon your kids. That's one thing. Don't ever stand in the way of what God wants them to do. You know, if God's saying, I want that young person to be a part of a ministry, I want them to go into my service, don't say, you know, that's, that's probably good, but don't become too serious about it. You need a good job. You need money coming in. You need to be able to support yourself greatly. And, and so if God is calling your young person into his service, don't discourage them. God gave them to you to raise up for him. And if he calls them to his service, don't discourage them. Don't ever use the Bible as a weapon to increase your authority in the home and to bring guilt down upon your kids that will no doubt follow them for the rest of their life 
and even cause them when they get older to disbelieve and disregard the Bible. Some parents do that. Don't do that to your kids. Don't do that. And then, little by little, release some responsibility to your teen. You see, the Bible says that we ought to raise up our children in the nurture, that's the teaching, and in the admonition, that's the discipline of the Lord. The Bible says in Proverbs 22 and verse 6, raise up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. (laughs) What does that mean? That means when he gets 85 years old, he'll still remember what mom and dad said to him. That's not what it means. When he is old enough to be on his own. You see, the Bible tells us that that we are to raise up our children spiritually, teach them the things of the Bible, but I think that verse implies that we ought to teach them practical things. Teach them how to do their own laundry. Nobody ever taught me that. When I went away to college, I'd never been to a laundromat. So I went down in the basement of the dorm, another fellow who was a freshman, he didn't know any more than I did, and he came along with me. We threw our clothes into the machine. I put the soap in, I put the coin in, and we watched through that glass in the front, the clothes going around. And the fellow who was with me says, when does the water come in? I said, I have no idea. And so I wondered, what should I do? And I grabbed this thing that was up on the uh, the top of the machine. I learned later it was called a lint filter. And I pulled it out, and all these soap flakes start coming out into the room. Now, I'm not that dumb that I didn't realize I had put my clothes into a dryer. So we gathered up the clothes, and I, I said, there's only other, one other kind of machine in here, so I figured that's the dryer, or the washer. So we threw the clothes in there, we washed our clothes. Well, another fellow who had washed his clothes already came in, he was ready to put them in the dryer. And so he took his clothes out of the washer, and he came over to the dryer that we had just used. And he put his clothes in there, little realizing that all those soap flakes were still in there. So he dried his clothes, pretty soon he came back and he took them out and he's looking like this, I mean they were just caked with soap. And he looked over at me. (laughs) Remember, I'm a dumb freshman. You know what I did? I went... (laughs) Teach your kids how to do the laundry. Teach them how to make a budget. Teach your daughter how to change a tire. Teach your son how to cook. That's what the Bible says. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he leaves home, he will be able to live on his own. See? So, teenagers need to honor their mom and dad in listening to them, but... Teenagers' parents need to provide the kind of environment that will cause their children to want to bring that honor and praise to them.
Number three, I want to talk to young adults. You're out of the home now. Notice the statement that is made here. Consider your parents' advice and then decide for yourself what you will do. Now that may seem a little harsh, but it's so true. Here's where things change a little bit. They go from obeying to honoring. The two terms are not synonymous. They're not the same. To honor is one thing, to obey is another. And now that you are out of the home, obedience to your parents is no longer a requirement. You consider what your parents' advice is, because parents are very good at giving advice. And then you decide for yourself what you will do. Now, most children grow up and they get married. Do you know what the three major problems in marriage are? (laughs) Number one is money. Somebody said, He who has the gold makes the rules. And uh, money, power, is one of the biggest debates in marriage. Number two is intimacy. We're not going to talk about that today. And number three, guess what number three is? (laughs) It's in-laws. In-laws. Yeah. I heard a fellow one time describe mixed emotions. He says, mixed emotions is watching your mother-in-law go over a hill in your brand new Mercedes. Mixed emotions. You see, now that you are on your own, you need to realize the difference between honoring and obeying. You no longer obey your parents, but now you honor them by considering their advice in what they might say to you to do. That act of obedience now rests with you or rests with that marriage partner. Now, before we go on, I need to deal with something that makes this commandment One of the most difficult commandments to obey. You see, I honestly believe that some people found out what the topic was here in church today and they stayed home. I think there's some others who have come and now that they found out what the topic is, they would look at me and say the same thing that the person who stayed home would say. And they would say this, Preacher, you look at me and tell me that I ought to honor my dad. Do you realize what a rascal he was? Do you realize what he did to me? What I had to put up with? What I had to endure when I was growing up? And some lady might say to me, you tell me I ought to honor my mom? Do you know what kind of an example she was? Her name could have been Jezebel. I mean, she was really the lowest of the low. And you want me to honor them? 
See, I got a problem with that statement. And the problem is this. I don't believe God would have told you to do it if it couldn't be done. So how do you deal with that problem? I don't understand it totally. I think I can understand it a little bit. I had a good home. I didn't go through those kind of difficulties and those kind of problems. And so I think I can understand it a little bit, but not totally. But I realize it's a nightmare in your life. It's probably ruined holidays. It ruins family get-togethers. And it plagues your life all the time. And maybe you have gone past the point of saying, I can honor that person. But I want to tell you today, you need to get rid of that nightmare in your life. You say, how do I do that? You may not be able to honor, but you can forgive. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32 says this, But be ye tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. You know what we appeared like in the sight of God? The Bible calls us sinners. The Bible says there is none righteous. No, <clears throat> not one. And therefore, in God's sight, we deserve nothing more than condemnation. We deserve nothing more than judgment. We deserve nothing more than hell. And the Bible says Jesus Christ paid the penalty for our sin. And now God looks at Jesus Christ and he says, I can forgive the lowest, the most despicable sin anyone has ever committed against me. They're forgiven. And God says, you can do that. I'd like to tell you, when you forgive, you'll forget. <laughs> but you won't. Every time you see that person, you will be reminded of what happened in the past. But now, forgiving them, you can say, Lord, please help me that I'm not going to hold the same bitterness, the same grudge, the same attitude that I once had. There may be even many people here today, we don't know their backgrounds, but we know there are many who have gone through suffering in their childhood. And it's caused them to be so bitter in their life. And I want to tell you, you can't live that way successfully. You need to get rid of the nightmare. You need to say, God, I forgive them. If you can forgive me, then I can forgive them. And so as a young adult you realize that now there is a difference between obedience to your parents and honoring your parents. You honor your parents by considering what they say to you. And then you decide yourself or yourself 
and your wife or husband what decision you're going to make. And therefore, I say to mom and dad, if you've got young adults in your family who are now married, who are now out on their own, I want you to see that your child's time of obedience has ended. It's done. (laughs) You'd like little Bobby Boo, who has been Bobby Boo since he's been born, you'd like him to be Bobby Boo for the rest of his life. But he's not anymore. Now he's Robert. You'd like little Punkin Poo over here to be daddy's girl for the rest of her life. And she can still be daddy's girl. But now she's not Punkin Poo anymore. Now she's Paula. And she's out on her own. And that may make you sad. You wish that hadn't happened. But it has. And your child's time of obedience to you is now done. It's over. You may be happy about that. You may be like the father I saw one time who said, (laughs) you know, son was leaving home and he grabbed his suitcase and helped him out the door. Yeah, let's go. You may be happy and feel like you've done a good job Or you may be sad and felt like a failure, but I want to tell you, your place now with your kids is to pray for them, to support them, to encourage them, but to not expect obedience to what you say. I've got two, and I'm going to hurriedly do these. I'm just about finished. How about to older adults whose parents are still living? Here's the statement I would like to make to you. Make care and provision for your elderly parents a priority. 1 Timothy 5.8 says this, If any provide not for his own, especially of those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. That's terrible. I remember... My goodness, 38 years ago, my oldest son was in the seventh, sixth grade, sixth grade down at Spencerville. And one day I called up the school and I said, I'm going to come get Matt. And so I went down and I got him and we went over to, I think it was Springbrook Golf Course. And I took him golfing. And as we're standing on the first tee, I said to him, imagine, he's 12, he's 50 now. I said to him, Matt, just remember your good old dad, when he gets old, how he got you out of school to go play golf. (laughs) I still tell him that today. Take care of your parents. Visit with them. Reminisce with them. Gently correct them, because sometimes older parents can be embarrassing, can't they? Pray for them. Encourage them. Speak well of them. And then for those of us who don't have parents anymore, we have no living parents, what do we do? 
Well, our responsibility is to do everything that will make our children want to honor us. See, you can still honor the memory of your parents by doing more than putting flowers on their grave. You can live up to the legacy that they left you and make that evident to other people. You can reminisce about what your parents really loved in life. Whether it be at a family gathering, opening a photo book, saying, do you remember what mom always said? Do you remember what dad always said? I have a unique privilege oftentimes in the memorial services that I do uh, of getting together with a family and I say, you know, what can you tell me? What memories do you have? And they begin just to, to you know, load onto you all kinds of memories. I remember, let me give you an example. I remember when Brother Roland Orendorf passed away. And the calling hours were about to begin, and all the family was gathered together over at Childs, over in Shawnee. And they were having one of the best times I can ever remember seeing at a funeral home. They had a video on and they were watching what was going on and they were laughing and, and just having a grand old time. I mean, the funeral director had to come in and say, now folks, you're just going to have to turn that off because people are starting to come. I'll tell you, that's how we honor the memory of our parents. And we concentrate in the lives of our grandchildren. And we tell them about the greatest lesson we've ever learned. And we try to pass off some of the things that have been passed down to us, to them. Well, you see where we've come? We have come full cycle. In my life, I have come from being a little kid, where we spoke to the kids down here, I have come from there all the way up to the place that my parents were when they were in their senior years. My parents did a good job. They didn't do everything right. There are things I look back now that I wish they would have done differently, but they did a good job. I hope I have done a good job too as a parent. But I trust that as you leave church today, wherever you are in your stage of life, that you will be able to say, today we talked about honoring mom and dad. And you will nod in agreement, and you will say, yep, I can still do that today. I can still obey that commandment to honor my mom and my dad. God help us to do it. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you today, Lord, that you put principles in your word that if they're followed, they will bring victory to our lives and honor to your name. 
And Lord, we realize when they are not followed, they bring chaos to our lives and they dishonor your name. So today, Lord, I pray that you might speak to us wherever we are in our life. A young child, a teenager, a young adult, older adult, or even in that place that so many of us find ourselves today, that our parents are gone. And Lord, I pray that you might help us to be the kind of obedient people that we ought to be as young people, and the kind of honoring people that we ought to be later in life. And as parents, Lord, I pray that you might help us today as we've heard some instruction from your word about how for us to enable our young people to honor us. And so, Lord, I pray that by your spirit, you might meet whatever need is present in our lives. Maybe there's someone here today who would say, I, I want to do what I'm supposed to do as a young person, younger adult, older adult, or I want to be a person who honors my mom and dad, but boy, I need help. And maybe today you need Jesus Christ as your Savior. And so today I would encourage you just to reach out and receive Him. Pray a simple prayer. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So today would you call upon the name of the Lord and say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Please forgive me for my sin. And today I receive Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. If you've done that today, I would encourage you to come and let us know about that when the invitation is given. And whether you're here as a person who needs to honor their mom and dad, or as a mom and dad, and you need instruction and prayer and blessing in what you do in relationship to your kids, you need to pray about that this morning, I would invite you to come. As the family goes in our nation, so will our nation go. God put the fifth commandment in the Bible where He did because it's the most important of the six commands that have to do with our relationship with other people. So if you find your home today not where you would want it to be or you find your home in chaos, and you just need to get back to the place where God would have the parents in control and the kids in submission. Or maybe you're here and you're that person that says, I don't think I could ever honor my mom and dad. Would you at least today forgive them? And would you come and say, Lord, please help me. Help me, Lord. It's going to be tough. It's going to be difficult. But Lord, today, because you've forgiven me, I can forgive them. Whatever the need might be this morning, I pray that you might come as we stand together and as we sing. 
Thanks for listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. We hope you are encouraged today, and we would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, a topic you would like to discuss, or want to share what God is doing in your life, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org forward slash central hub.